Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. This morning, like we all know that this year is a year of supernatural work. And this morning, I just feel led to continue to talk about this particular theme. And so I titled my message, Still About the Supernatural Work. Still About the Supernatural Work. Now, I may be saying some things to you to this morning that may look like, oh, I've heard that before. But just like Apostle Peter said, he said that to say these things to you, I'm paraphrasing, to remind you of these things is not, is not hard for me. Hallelujah. And we all know that we learn by repetition. Praise God. We all learn by repetition. We learn some truths are established in our hearts through repetition. Praise the name of the Lord. As we are, like I always tell my children when they talk about math, I said, look, math is all about addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. No matter where you get to, from the cradle to the PhD level, there is nothing you can do in mathematics that will not involve either subtraction, addition, division, and multiplication. That is the crux of everything. And so it is important for us to keep reminding ourselves of this truth. Praise the Lord. Now, the word supernatural means above and beyond the natural. It means something that is above and beyond the natural. And that is why it is so mysterious. Because it's above and beyond what you naturally would see. It's above and beyond your, your natural experience. Hallelujah. When you see somebody floating, it is above and beyond what is expected of a person to do. Hallelujah. So it looks like a mystery. And because it looks like a mystery, sometimes it is misunderstood, is misconstrued. And the devil works on the ignorance of men to create things that causes fear. Hallelujah. But God has, give, has told us that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. The supernatural is also the realm where heaven and the earth intermingle. It is the realm of interaction between God and man. The realm of the supernatural is the realm where God operates. God doesn't operate in the natural realm. That is God's natural habitats, the supernatural and it is expected that that is where his children will operate as well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if we're not operating in the supernatural, we're operating out of our existence or out of our natural environment. Hallelujah. The supernatural realm is also where God reveals to us what will happen in the physical realm. So if you are not walking in the supernatural, 
if you are not taking your existence from the supernatural, then life will be hard and tough. Hallelujah. Because you will have to strive like every other person. And that is not what God's desire for you is. When you gave your life to Christ, if all we get from Christ or get from being born again is, oh, so that we can get to heaven. That is a very, I mean, we're getting the short end of the stick. Because before we get to heaven, we will still have to live here. We will still have to spend some number of years here. But God doesn't want us to spend those numbers of years as victims. He doesn't want us to spend the number of years that will stay on this side of heaven as failures. Hallelujah. He doesn't want us to be singing, this world is not my home. You know when you're in a situation when there's no hope again, you give yourself hope that last, last, Everybody go reach heaven. You start to, you know, give yourself a, a, a false sense of, you know, hope. That, no, I know I shall. I shall know I'm going to heaven. You start telling yourself, you know, in heaven, we will walk the streets of gold. Who says you cannot walk on gold on this side of heaven? When we get to heaven, there shall be no more sickness and disease. Who said you cannot enjoy that kind of, you know, existence here on this side of heaven? The supernatural is also the realm of revelation and knowledge. You want to have revelation of God? You need to walk with God in the level of the supernatural. Hallelujah. Let's look at a familiar story about one prominent prophet in the Old Testament, someone we know very well. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 17, there's a long read, but I would, I'll, I'll make it very fast. Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, Beware that you do not pass this place for the Syrians are coming down there. Verse 10. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him and he was watchful there. Not just once or twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. So he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and get him. And it was told him, saying, Surely he is in Dothan. Therefore he sent horses and chariots and a great army there for just one man. Amazing. And they came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? I can imagine him saying, we are done for. So he answered, do not fear. For those 
who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. And this is a story of a man who walked in the level of the supernatural with God. So much so that he saw beyond what the natural human eyes will see. And God had to give Gehazi a taste of the supernatural. You know, when you walk in the supernatural, when you are experiencing some things in the supernatural, there's a level of confidence that you will get that people wonder, what's the matter with you? I think you need to have an appointment with Tishé as a psychologist. You need help. Because the way you are behaving is not normal. When you walk in the supernatural, you cannot be termed normal. In the eyes of men. You cannot be reasonable in the eyes of men. When you are walking in the supernatural, you will not be normal to the average man. You will not be seen to be reasonable to the average man. You will not be seen to be mentally stable to the average man. Hallelujah. Now, does it make sense for a man to come to church with his car? The only car. The car that his family loves. And he says, God said, I should drop it. And the wife said, okay, so is there another car? He said, no. Is there a work in progress for another car? He said, no. Oh, is it that somebody promised you another car? He said, no. So how are we going to get home? We will take keke. The children, how are they going to be going to school? They will be taking public transport. Does it sound reasonable? Just like Abraham, God told him, take your son, your only son, the one you love in case you don't understand the one I'm talking about, Isaac, and take him to a place that I will show you. Hallelujah. Now, those people experience, if you see in the Bible days, in the Old Testament, it was few and far in between. It was not everybody that had that privilege of working with God. And that was why their names were mentioned and their stories were mentioned. Because they were not many. However, when we come to the Lord Jesus at the new birth, it becomes a natural order of the day for every born again believer. At the new birth, we receive the nature of God. God coming into a natural man to live in him and making him a supernatural being. 
Hallelujah. Because when the supernatural comes into the natural, it takes domination. It's just like zero. No matter what you multiply by zero, the moment that, that, let, that number comes against any number, it turns it to zero. And so when God comes into a natural man, it automatically makes him a supernatural being because God cannot be less. He cannot, he cannot be in a home that is lesser than him. He will not be in an abode that is lesser than him. So he will upgrade the natural man to become supernatural for him to be and to live in him. And that is a privilege that we get. When we become Christians, God upgrades us. He upgrades us from the natural person to a supernatural person. But that's just the beginning. Hallelujah. You know, in 2 Corinthians 6.16, so that we would get the context of where I got this from, the Bible says, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? The moment you become a Christian, the moment you give your life to Christ, you become the temple of God. It says, for you are the temple of the living God. And God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. So if God is walking amongst us, then we, 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 we are also walking supernaturally. But you see, everything has a stage. It has a stage. Even though we are expected to operate from this realm naturally, like I said, when the supernatural comes into the natural, the natural takes, it, it takes the back seat. However, there are depths in God. And if we're going to understand him the more, it is required that we deepen our relationship with him. Hallelujah. There are depths in God. It's like when you, when you, when you, are, you, know, you receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and you begin to speak. Some of us will start with ba, ba, ba. I think we're doing ba, ba, black sheep. And if you stay there, you don't use it you will say ba, ba, ba for the next 20 years. God doesn't have a problem with it. He understands you. But if you are going to be fluent in God, you begin to exercise that gift of tongues and you begin to get more fluent. Hallelujah. You begin to get more, you know, your language will begin to get more robust and rich. And that's why I laugh when people say, when some ignorant people tell you that, ah, tongues is not, uh, it's just people speaking, just speaking anything. And I said to them, if that is the case, then how come you can identify people when they pray? If it is Baldarash, your mind cannot be so consistent to have a language. I'm not sure if you've read, if, if, you, if you've watched it before, you've listened to people before. When people, when we do start your day right, the moment some people pray, I know their tongue. I know their language. 
I will tell you, mm, it's so so person praying. Because it has been, it is a consistent. It is a consistent, it's a continuum. And that's an aside. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 to 18, Apostle Paul testified about the death, depth of Peter, Paul's knowledge, which was as a result of the wisdom of God that he had acquired. And he admonished all of us to grow, to take, you know, a cue from that, to walk supernaturally with God. Now, this was somebody that met them in the race. So he's not by age. Walking supernaturally by God is not by chronological order. I came in first. In the year 1979 was when I became born again. Story. Somebody can get born again in the year 2000 and God will hand over to him the mysteries of life. Why? Because he has intermingled his spirit with that of the spirit of God. Are you still here? Hallelujah. So it is not by age. It's not by how long you have been in the Christendom. It is how far you have walked with God. Hallelujah. I remember when we were on campus and um, they were going to uh, ordain new pastors. And at that particular time, you know, there were some people who were, you know, who felt, ah, I have been in this walk, Tete. I have been here like Methuselah. Hallelujah. And they handed over the fellowship to a, was it 100 level then when Pastor did? 100 level student. 100 level. Year one. There were people who were in year four. In fact, some people are in year five. Some people are in year six if you're a medical student. Then some people they are in year seven going to eight. If you have spent a long time in school, you know, jam didn't jam you. Uh-huh. You went to one department, then something, something didn't work out. So you moved to another department. Hallelujah. You can imagine a year one student. It's not by how long. It's about how far you have worked with God. And what God wants to use you for. And it was evident. People could see that there was a turnaround. There was a turnaround. In the fellowship. When that group of people came. In fact, it was so ridiculous. One was in year one. The remaining two were in year two. But God used them to break fallow grounds and move the fellowship further. So it's not by how long. Peter was with Jesus. He was there from the beginning. But he said this concerning Apostle Paul. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15 to 18. 
I'll read from the Amplified Version. And consider the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you, according to the wisdom given to him by God. Speaking about these things as he does in all of his letters, in which there are some things that are difficult to understand, which the untaught and unstable who are falling into error, twist and misinterpret, just as do the rest of the scriptures to their own destruction. Therefore, let me warn you, beloved, knowing these things beforehand, be on your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of the people who teach you, who teach a distorted doctrine, unprincipled men, and fall from your own steadfastness of mind, knowledge, truth, and faith. Now, look at what he said to them. He said, 18, but grow spiritually mature in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, but grow. He admitted to it that, forget, the level of Paul's wisdom, it, 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 they are different. There are some things that are difficult to understand, but they are the truth. They are the truth. How did this man get to this particular level? This man who came years after Jesus' Jesus' death. This man who was a protagonist of the Jewish religion. This man who was who was ready to fight to his last breath to defend the Jewish religion. But when he gave his life to Christ, he knew that he had, to, he had a work to do. He went to Damascus. He was in the desert. He was intermingling his spirit with that of the spirit of God. No wonder he got revelation that people, people found hard to understand. Hallelujah. And when we look at the New, the, the New Testament and the epistles, thank God that that man intermingled his, his, his heart with that of God. Where would we have been able to understand what the new creation realities are? How would we be able to know what we have, who we are, and what has been given unto us? How do we know that the devil is under our feet? How would we be able to take our control over the wiles of the enemy? One man. One man, one man making changes in the lives of people de decades, years after his death. One man. Just because that man chose to walk with God. Hallelujah. So when you desire to walk with God, it will result in spiritual growth. There's no way you can walk with God and you will not grow spiritually. There's no way you can walk with God and you will not have a death in God. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul yielded to the grace of God and had a passion to know Jesus intimately. He was passionate about knowing God. Several times you will, hear, you will read in the scriptures that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection. 
This is somebody who has written so many, so many students still saying that I may know him. He will tell to you that you may be filled with the knowledge of God. Another time he will tell you that you may increase in the knowledge of God. All of it is talking about supernatural work. Growing with God. Growing in your work with God. Growing in my work with God. We cannot make life or life will not be successful for us. Life will not be victorious for us to the intent that God had for us unless we work with him. And you see, there is no, there is no X, X, um, how will I call it? Leader in the, in, the, in the scriptures. If you don't keep knowing the things which you know with sleep. Hallelujah. He's like, a, a, he's like an athlete who won the 100 meters hurdles in the Olympics. And I said, you know what? I have arrived. I am the undisputed champion. Now, I can go and take my rest. If he comes the next four years, they will dust him. His shame will be, it will be a record. If he is not careful, he will win first from the back. Why? Because everybody is striving. And you have an enemy who does not sleep nor slumber like God. He too doesn't sleep. He doesn't have nap time. He doesn't observe siesta. His motive is clear. His MO is clear. His modus operandi is clear. John 10, 10 steal, kill, destroy. And so we must always keep our God. We must always grow in God. Because you see, the knowledge of God is growing. That's why, you know, somebody made a joke. He said, why do you think that in heaven, the 24 elders and the angels just keep shouting, holy, holy, holy. Because God will say, okay, I've given you purple. You don't know I have red. See red. Ah, holy you. Say, okay, yeah, you are seeing red. <laughs> I also have magenta. There's depth in God. He, he prayed for, he prayed for, was it the, the efficient church? He said, I pray that the spirit of, that God will give it to you, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Growing spiritually and working with God spiritually has to do with our knowledge of God. And we need to keep increasing our knowledge of God. You know, when we come to Christ, what we know him as, we know him as the Savior. But there's more about God than the Savior. When God heals you of your disease, you will know him as the healer. But there's more about God than him being the healer. When he gives you, when you are in a tight corner and he gives you a way of escape, oh, you will call him the God of my breakthrough. But he's more than the God of your breakthrough. 
when you are hungry and you don't know how you are going to feed yourself and he makes a provision, you will know him as the God of all provision, but he is more than that. It's an ever-increasing knowledge. Working with God supernaturally is an ever-increasing journey. It doesn't have a destination. Because you see, you cannot know God finish. Let me put it that way. You cannot get to a point where you say, you know what? Me and God, eh? Aha. Eh, there's nothing God can do that can surprise me. Yeah, I, I know God. I know him finish. That is why we can never disrespect God because there's no see finish with God. You know, you, there's, when, when, somebody, when, they, when they see you finish, and they, they, they look up, up and down like this. Especially married folks, they've seen their husband finish. Or the husband sees the wife in his head. She has been saying she will leave the house since she has not left 25 years. What? That was not a threat. He said, ah, she's still there. In 1982, she said so. She's still here. Four children after. But you cannot do that with God. Why? Because you can never see God finish. It's an ever-increasing knowledge that takes humility, that takes sacrifice and perseverance and discipline. Hallelujah. When you walk with God, you will understand the peculiar language of communication with you. God has a peculiar way of talking to every one of us. And that's why you cannot use another person's experience. You will fall inside gutter. You need to have your own personal way that God speaks to you. Just like every other family. There are some children, in some, there are some families, they use text message to speak to their children. They just send text message. Some people, it is an emoji. When they show a particular emoji, the children understand. In some families, it is eyes. <laughs> May God help you. If you don't understand the eyes. The eyes have different languages. If they look at you like this, it's saying something. It's still the same eyes. The eyes has not changed. They look at you like this. May sense fall on you. If you don't receive sense, Like, Brother Gaza called somebody Daniel, Daniel. It is a message for those that know, they know. Some people may say, ah, he's, when he said Daniel, Daniel, he's congratulating him. They ah, you are a man. You do well. Some people say, mm -mm, hmm. in our family, when somebody says Daniel, Daniel, ah, voila, day. Someone may say, no. In our own family, when they say Daniel, Daniel, oh, I just look at you, my friend, your matter pass. Just they walk your own like that, they go. At least we have released you. Are they all wrong? No. They are talking from the premise of the knowledge of the family they come from. So all of us, God has an, a, a personal relationship with us. 
And that's why we are going to stand before him one by one. I don't know how he's going to do it, but it's one by one. Every man for himself. They will not say the Porotua family should come to the throne of judgment right now. Porotua family, it's your turn. No. It's not like visa. That you apply together. Mm -mm. You will come by yourself. And so whether I walk with God or I don't walk with God, it has nothing to do with the reward of my husband. He is by himself. And vice versa. And that's why I tell my children, I said, look, there's no grandfather in God. Everybody is a child of God. You want something, you better go and call on your father. God is not your grandfather. He's not, only, he's not my father. That means that it's by virtue of that is your grandfather. He is your own father. You better call upon him. My if you want to use any style, my father, my father, try. Because my salvation is not going to work for you. There is a level I can, I can, I can, I can be beside you. There is a time that I will carry you with my faith. There is a time that I will hold you by the hand and we walk together, joining my faith with yours. There is a time when I will stand behind you and I will be watching you walk and then helping you to make adjustments. And there is a time when I will say, Father, I am done. I've finished my work. That's why the Bible says that train up a child in the way that he should go. When he grows up, because he will have to grow up. Hallelujah. So when you walk with God, you will understand his peculiar language to you. His peculiar ways of communication. Hallelujah. For some of us, it is suggestion. I remember when I wanted to, sometimes it is questioning. I remember when I wanted to, you know, when I was praying and I was trusting God for a spouse, all of my mates are getting, you know, engaged, engaged, disengaged, they engaged, they, they were engaged, they were sometimes some of them would be disengaged, then they were engaged again. Oh, you know, things were happening. And my grandmother had been giving me some vibes. In fact, she didn't want me to do my master's. She said, ah, person will get first degree, never see husband. You want to go and carry master. Okay. You will see husband. Who wants to marry a woman with master? Master. You not come and be doing master. I said, I want to leave that. But, but you know, there were questions. In fact, I remember my pastor, Reverend Sam Igbaye, called me while I was having my master's program. He called me into a meeting and he said, um, Sister Shadi, how old are you? I was like, ah, are you my dad? Why that questioning? And I told him, I think I was 26 then. And I said, I was, I'm 26. He said, okay, okay, okay. Um, from 27, 28, that's when I start, uh, you know, asking questions. I'm like, wait till now. So there, were, there, there was pressure. All of my friends that were going to the same church, that was his church, all of them were carrying, you know, they were leading about a sister. And I wasn't led by any brother. So, you know, I took time out and I prayed. And I was praying. And I said, Lord, I need to know what's going on here. Because I have brought two people to you. And you said no. So, what's the plan? And, you know, like, like, like I said, it, it just came like a suggestion. I was going to class. I remember I was on Amina Way. I was going to class. And I just heard in my heart, what if Porotua is yours? But I said, far be it from me. <laughs> Satan, I bind you. It came as a suggestion. 
What if? For some people, God will have to say, my daughter, my daughter, verily I speak to you, Porotwa is thy husband. And you know, I didn't agree. For, because for me, it, it, I wanted to marry a man of God, but not a pastor, a brother that knows how to slice word. You know, we used to say, you, know, you dice word, you slice word. You know, he knows how to slice, but let him be a banker. Mm, that is money. Hallelujah. But that was how God was speaking to me at that time. And then to convince me thoroughly, he gave me an open vision. It has never happened to me in a long, I don't think I've ever experienced that like that before. Hallelujah. I was walking. My eyes were open. I was on this road. It's not that I'm in, I'm in church. I wasn't on the church. And I saw myself and himself on a Sunday doing wedding thanksgiving. And I know that this is good. After he said, what do you think about Paul? And I said, no. He said, okay, let me, let me go a step further and show you. So he showed me the open vision and I said, eh, okay. By that time, he had not spoken to me six months before he ever spoke to me. God has a way of personal communication with his children. Are you able to interpret the inward witness? We're talking about supernatural work. Some people, when they say, I had a restraint in my heart, they, they don't know what they're talking about. They're wondering restraint. Is it that God held your stomach? Is it that he held your neck? Is it that he held you by the hand? What do you mean by restraint your spirit? Sometimes when you say, I, I just, you know, when I prayed about it, I just got a peace in my heart. People don't understand. Some people don't understand what you mean by peace in your heart. Am I speaking your language? They don't understand it. And so they cannot walk in that depth. It is what you experience that you know. And you see, the, the, working with God is available for all. The moment you give your life to Christ, like I said, he comes to live in you. He comes to make his abode in you. He comes to give you the supernatural life. But there are depths in him. And you need to understand it and begin to grow in him. I remember there was a time in my life I didn't understand what people say by headache. I don't understand it. Say, I have a headache. I would say, how does it happen to you? I didn't understand it. I knew the word, but I never had the experience of it. So if we're going to have a supernatural walk with God, we cannot be a stranger to his voice. John 10, 27. Amplify. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me. The Passion Translation says, my own sheep will hear my voice and I know each one and they will follow me. So there are many sheep. Jesus said, my own. My own sheep. 
my voice. You cannot be a stranger to God's voice. And how can't you be a stranger to God's voice? James 4 8 tells us how we will not be a stranger to God's voice. In James chapter 4, verse 8, TPT, he says, Move close, move your heart closer and closer to God, and it will come even closer to you. You are the one that will move closer to God because God is in a place. Hallelujah. He is in one place. He is not. He's not going about like the devil. He's the devil that goes about. He has to work out because he doesn't have the, the ability, the power of God. The Bible says that God is in one place, but his own eyes is the one that is moving around. <laughs> he's the devil that is doing work. God is, does not need to do any work. It's only his eyes that is moving to and fro. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For example, if I am here now, you can be far from me and close to me depending on the direction, on, on, on the distance where you are. If I'm here and Sister Buki is there, she's far from me, isn't she? Sister Buki walked towards me. The closer she walks, the closer she gets to me. She used to be far, but now she's near. Who moved? She did. I didn't leave my position. So when God says, draw closer to God and he will draw close to you. He's just saying that as you come, as you approach, as you desire, as you thirst, as you study, as you pray, as you intermingle yourself, your spirit with the knowledge of God, you just become closer to God. There are some things you would see about me that will be more, more real to her than when she's far away. She can tell you the design of my dress. She can tell you the color of the dress because she's closer. You may see it from afar and think it's one different direct di um, dimension, but she will tell you no, it's not like that. Why? Because she's closer. Hallelujah. What are the advantages of working supernaturally with God? You cannot be caught unawares about life. You can't be caught on our ways about life. See what God talked about Abraham. He knew that Abraham walked with him. He said, will I hide this thing from my friend Abraham? Will I hide it? God is not hiding anything from us. He wants to reveal everything and anything about our life. God is not an aproko. He will not tell Pastor Darius' life to me unless there's an intervention he wants me to make in his life. So he will get you to know about your life. And even sometimes your death. You will see that in the Bible, they will talk about their death. Apostle Paul said, I know that I'm ready to be poured out. I'm ready to be poured out. I'm done. I've finished my course. I've run my race. How did he know? God told him. The boy, well done. You're done. It's time to come and get your rest. In the Old Testament, Elijah knew he was living. And he knew in what way he would be taken away. He told Elijah, he said, what do you want from me? Tell me now, I'm going to, as I see me like this, one minute I'm here, the next minute I'm gone. He says, I want double of your anointing. He said, ah, hey, you have long throat, but it's not impossible. There's a caveat. 
if you can see me being taken away. Which means that God had told him what mode of transportation he will be taken away. And he knew the day. Hallelujah. I can't remember the man of God now that he said, he called his family together and he said, today, uh, I shall be, you know, I'm traveling to my home. He knew. We will not be caught on our ways about our life. God will tell you. You will want to take a place. God will say, don't take that place. Don't take that place. Take the long place. Ah, God, why now? This long route is longer. I say, take this one. Don't follow GPS. Close your Google map. You will pass there. The next day you will hear, ah, hey, what time did you get to work? Eh, around 7.58. Eh, where did you pass? Say, I took it. Ah, thank God you didn't pass this side. If you see, suddenly, area boy just came and started fighting. They broke all. Because say, ah, Father, I thank you. You will know about your life. It will not, it will, you can't be caught unawares. Number two, you will gain confidence in God when you walk supernaturally with him. You will become more braggadocious. People will wonder, what do you, you, what do you carry? <laughs> no wonder Paul said, the one that I belong to, after he had told them, you people, don't let's take this journey. He said, how do you know? You are just a bloody missionary. You are even going, you are going to, to, to go and meet your trial. If you keep quiet. Uh, August, uh, Captain, is it okay to go? He said, yes, it's okay to go. He said, yeah, let's go. Then in the middle of the road, when they despaired of life, they have thrown everything that is valuable out of the ship. Now they are looking. Who should we throw to make the boat lighter? I think we should take all the criminals. They are not useful anyway. He said, mm -mm, don't do that. The one who I belong to sent his angel. And he said, no life will be lost. Confidence. After that time, they believed. God opens up mysteries and secrets about himself. And only those who are willing to pay the price will get. You, will, you know there are times that some people would say some things in the Bible. You will look at your Bible and say, Where? How? Is there another prince or Bible? Maybe they got a, an earlier version. Or, you know, the, the one that is the tapestry. Because it's not in my Bible. You will know some things about God. It will be amazing. You will have spectacular experience as you become more intentional with your work with God. That's the number four. You will be more intentional. As you become more intentional with God, you will have spectacular experiences because the supernatural is the gateway to the spectacular. You cannot have a... If you don't have a supernatural work with God, you cannot have an ex a spectacular experience in Him. He needs to trust you enough. You can imagine... Apostle Peter would just be going in by himself. Oh, he is not praying. He is not doing anointing service. And he will be going. And his shadow <laughs> will be healing people. When some people say, take it. 
Again. Again. They will push you, push you, push you just to get healing. But shadow. Shadow was healing. Lazarus rose from the dead because Jesus walked with God. Remember that Jesus walked as a man with God. Hallelujah. And you know what I read about Smith work when Jesus said, you will do greater works than I. And the greater works are here. Smith Ruggersworth in his lifetime was recorded to have raised 14 people from the dead. Confirmed. Not that uh, he fainted. He's not he fainted. He dead. They are dead. 14. A man of like passion. A plumber by profession. Nobody say read book. Hallelujah. So if you want to enjoy the best in life, propose in your heart that you will walk with God more closely this year. Make up your mind that you will walk more closely with him. If you want to last as a Christian, you must increase your intimacy with him. Church is for everybody, yes, but you have to walk your, your personal walk. It's a personal walk with God. There are so many distractions that the devil uses as tools against us. And they are churning them out daily. That's why you have to be careful and you have to be alert. He's using the, 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 the weapon of confusion for the world. The world is confused. Before we had L and G. Abby. Then it became LGB. Then LGBT. Case you don't know, gays and lesbians, L and G. Then gay, lesbians, and bisexual. You can sleep with anybody you like. Then they became gays, lesbian, bisexual, transgender. You will see a man, you will tell he's a woman. Confusion. Then the ones that they don't know what they want to be, they're not gays, they're not lesbians, they're not bisexual, they're not transgender, they became queer. So they became LGBTQ. Confusion. Now the latest is you are non-binary. So if they say gender, male or female, you can decide order. You don't have a gender. They want to call you. Are you mister? You say no. Well, who are you? I am they. Them. Confusion. And for the Christian, it is the weapon of ignorance. My pastor said, that's all you know. You don't know him for yourself. You don't read the Bible for yourself. We're, work, we're talking to all of ourselves. I'm talking to myself too. Lukewarmness. You used to be hot. When you want to give testimonies in the, 1920s, in the year 1985. Ah. I, let, I raised seven people to the Lord. 1985. Do have a current experience with God. Hallelujah. Lukewarmness and ignorance. As long as you don't desire more from God, you can be going to church every day. You won't be a threat to the devil. As long as you don't desire more from God, you can be going to church for 40 years. The devil can't be intimidated by you. He has seen you finish. He knows that it's only Sunday. 
after service now. You know the Bible again, so you know that you can't do anything. But you have 40 years in the Lord. Your current certificate has expired. No power, no fire, no threats. I was listening to you know, Bishop Odeyebo this morning with my husband. He said, the devil does not recognize you. He doesn't regard you. The man that was demon possessed said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? Are we a threat to him? When he hears our name, ah, we bind you now. Care, you get out. So let's choose to break from ignorance. Choose to be on fire for the Lord by deepening our walk with him. And there are opportunities that have been given in church. Start your day right. You cannot pray by yourself. Start with that. Before you become strong. Come. Six o'clock to seven o'clock. Start your day right with the Lord. Pray 30 minutes. Hear God's word. After a while, you begin to open the Bible by yourself. Holy Spirit, help me. Teach me. And he will teach you. He doesn't gain anything from your ignorance. He's not glorified by your failure and by your loss. He's glorified when you are a threat to the devil and you are a weapon of glory unto his name. Stand to your feet. Just make a commitment. Lord, you know this morning I just made a commitment to God afresh. Even I, I made a call. I said, God, ah, no. Ah, no, no, no. There are some depths I know that I've walked in God. Kai, I know. On campus, there were some things I experienced with God. Some things, mad things that if I say it, people will say it's not true. Lord, oh, for a deeper walk with you. Oh, for a deeper walk with you, oh God. Oh, for a more intimate walk with you. That I may know you, Lord. That I may know you. That I may know you. Grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Help us, O oh God. This is our heart's cry. That our heart will pant after you just like the deer. And every day we will seek you. Every day we will seek you. Early we will rise and seek you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.